Yeah. Hey, yo, Angie. Oh, what, what, up? Up? Angie. what up, Angie? Hey, what up? What up, Angie? What you want? From Brooklyn. Yeah, Angie, what up? What up? Raise the bar. Raise the bar. Raise it. Yeah. Back home. Which one? From Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. Yeah, welcome to a, another episode of Angie from Brooklyn. I am honored to have a very special guest today, uh, Sola. I don't want to butcher your last name. Introduce mm-hmm. yourself to the people. Hi, my name is uh, Sola Ola Sunday. Um, I'm from Brooklyn as well. Uh, and I'm, I guess you can call me a historian if you want. Um, I do a lot of research in black history, New York history. And um, I just share it with the world. And I guess people gravitate towards it. So I'm very glad that you called yourself a historian because that is what I consider you. Um, what you're doing is amazing. Like you're using your platform to spread awareness. And I've learned so much personally from your threads on Twitter. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it's crazy because most times in the New York City public system, uh, public school system, you don't learn a lot of what you're teaching. Yeah. And I love that. Um, so let's see. Let's get into this. So you have a heavy heavy interest in black history and urban uh, planning. How did that come about? Um, well, as far as like history goes, I've always been into history. Um, like my favorite class was social studies in school. And... Um, when I was in high school, I took the Regents and I got like a 98 and I didn't have a notebook for the class. Like I was just going to the class and I was doing really well in the class. That was the only class I really did well in, like exceptionally well in school. So I was like, I just decided I wanted to be a history professor. I told my parents, my parents didn't really like it because it's history. Like no one really sees that as something that can be lucrative. But yeah, I got more into it. I went to school for it. And um, after I went to school for it, I became like obsessed with it because there's so many like resources available in schools, Um, especially in New York, like CUNY schools have a lot of resources if a lot of people decide to look for them. So, yeah. Got you. Heard you. Um, All right. So so from early on, you would say that started your affinity for black history. Yeah, it was it was pretty early. but as far as black history, I'd say more so around the end of school, like end of high school. Um, I went to Baltimore around the end of high school, and I never really left New York, so I didn't really know how black people lived outside of New York. And when I went to Baltimore, I was like, wow, people are li-. like, it was really run down. I went to this museum, the Blacks and Wax Museum. It's like a museum about black american history from um from when black people came here till now and everything's in wax it's like wax figurines and wax scenes and um it was the only building on the block that was not abandoned mm. and mind you it's in the middle of a black neighborhood you go you you're riding in a bus and everything is ab- like so many abandoned houses in baltimore and it just really struck me. And when I went, when I came back to New York, I was like, wow, like maybe there's like a whole nother world that I don't really know about because in, in New York, like people are poor, like black people are poor, but there are 
a lot of successful black people as well. There's sure. so many black people across all spectrums of life. And um, yeah, I, it was just really crazy to see. So I guess that kind of made me a little bit more inter- interested in how, um, because in in schools, you, you learn a lot about like stuff that happened before like 1968, before um, King died. And then King died and it was like, oh, everything was okay. And you don't really know like what happened after that, like what was going on that was still, you know, people were still struggling even though we were integrated. So yeah, that made me want to learn more and more about just that that era, like post 1968. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say, I'm happy you touched on that because I was gonna say growing up and, and learning in school History was always one-sided, mm-hmm. especially when it came to black history. You know, you, you learn about slavery. Mm-hmm. You learn about Rosa Parks, yeah. Harriet Tubman, uh, Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King, and, and literally that's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I learned um, a lot of the history that and threads that, re- that really stood out to me um, that you had posted the 91 riots in Crown Heights. Yeah. Never knew about that. Oh, wow. uh, the use of Hawkins story in 89. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dumbo in 1936 with black people moving in. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Michael Griffith story. Um, what are your takeaways from those stories? Um, There's a lot to like. That's, that's, there's so many like subjects. When, when you talk about like all those things, there's so many different things to, to touch. Like even Michael Griffith um, and Yusuf Hawkins, that was like... Um, I guess like white people in New York trying to, um, having, they were having a sense of paranoia. Like there was white flight, you know, Brooklyn, most, a lot of Brooklyn was, became black within the matter of like five years from like 1960 to like maybe 65, 66. By that time, half of East from East New York, all the way to downtown Brooklyn was black, you know? So a lot of white people left. They ended up going to like Bensonhurst, Bay Ridge. Um, they ended up going to Staten Island, but a lot of them left the city. And those who couldn't be able to leave the city, they just ended up going to those parts of Brooklyn. And those were the last parts of Brooklyn that they even that they had. So they saw it. Uh, they used that excuse of protecting what they had as like, oh, like black people are going to come into our neighborhood and mess it up. So when you see those, like, you know, Howard Beach, Michael Griffith, Howard Beach is still very white. Um, Bensonhurst, still very white. So, um, yeah, that was just the product of that paranoia. Like, black people are going to come into our neighborhood and mess it up. Um, You're right. Like, the the story for, for like, 1936 and maybe almost 20 years later in Dumbo, you know, white people moved out. And... you. I know in in the thread in in the history it said that um basically the, the neighborhoods became slum like yeah well for Dumbo Dumbo was it was like an industrial neighborhood and it was you can say it was like a working class poor neighborhood um it was deemed a slum and the way governments deemed slums was by how pretty much how diverse they were Mm. Um, 
if there was a lot of integration, it would be deemed a slum. Um, what part of Brooklyn are you from? I'm from Red Hook. Red Hook. Okay. Red Hook. Um, there's a lot of, like, okay, Dumbo was, was like, torn down to build the BQE. Um, sure. And what's that? <sighs> yeah, the BQE. Mm -hmm, um, the BQE. And what's the highway by Red Hook? Oh, they changed the name. Uh, Carrie L. Hugh, it's called that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and there's yeah. that that big um you know that big highway that's right over there mm -hmm. and they Hamilton. tore down yeah they mm -hmm. tore down a lot of red hook to do that and it's because there was still like it wasn't that many black people in red hook but there was still some sort of diversity it was a lot of italians as well in red for hook. sure yeah um, for sure and yeah they just ended up tearing it down and ended up building yeah those the um, projects in red hook are pretty mm -hmm. pretty yeah. big Oh, yeah. they're huge. They're, yeah. I believe they're the biggest, if not New York City, definitely in Brooklyn. Yeah, probably. Definitely. Uh, and yeah. there's there's a lot of urban renewal happening right now with Red Hook. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've, you've seen, like, there, there's, like, these plans, and they're elaborate, and they're great, and I'm just concerned because I'm like, who is it for? Yeah. You know? Um, and, like, even growing up in Red Hook for so many years, they tried to change the name to Liberty Heights, Really? I didn't even know that. A lot of people don't know. Unless yeah. you're from Red Hook, you wouldn't know that. Wow. Um, and and I'm like, so, you know, whenever they put heights on the end mm -hmm. of a neighborhood, uh, it changes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, all change isn't bad. Mm -hmm. It's just messed up when, you know, black people or people who are poor are displaced. Yeah. That's my main concern. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, that's really what, you know is the problem with gentrification because it's it displaces people for sure but um yeah red hook is interesting i i like red hook it's it's different um you know there's no train really there's only one train there, i mean there, there's a train you know it's it's a far, a far walk yeah exactly it's, <laughs> it's a far walk so a, a lot hike. of people from red hook stay in red hook it's like its own little thing it's and an then, island yeah and sure. if you if you live in like if you live in red hook that means you want to live in red hook yeah so oh, you have no choice. Yeah, you have no, choice, you have no choice but to live yeah. in Red Hook. So yeah. it's that's why it's like interesting because it's not completely gentrified, even though it's pretty close to downtown. Well, now if you go over there, it's pretty gentrified. Mm. Um, if you if you walk through like even Red Hook projects, there's white mm. people, um, there's Asian people. There, it's it's its own little melting pot now. Yeah. Um, the thing with with Red Hook is all that waterfront. Yeah. You have all that property. You also have, a lot of people don't know this, um, the water taxi, the New York water oh, taxi. Yeah. You can literally take that and you'll be in Manhattan in less than 10 minutes. Oh, okay. So that's a quicker commute for people. So if you get a loft over there, yeah, you're good. You, you're set. Mm -hmm. You're set. You don't have to worry about that long hike to the train. Um, ha they have fairway. Uh, it's is his own little island. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Are, are you still in Brooklyn? No, nah, I live in Far Rockaway. Far Rockaway? Yeah. How's that experience? It's cool. Um, I really like it because it's a very huge contrast to the city. Um, but I can hop on the train. Like, I just came from there. I feel like it's far, yeah. though. It is far. It's not... Yeah. Like, I got used to it. Mm -hmm. But it's still, like, different. I like just how different it is. Like, you can get off the train and you smell, like, the, the water. The salt water. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. I like that. 
Okay. So in in ways, because I have family that's in Far Rockaway, mm-hmm. it reminds me of Red Hook, like the Queen's version yeah. of Red Hook, mm-hmm. where no one wants to come visit you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's far to de- 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 uh, determine like where you're going to go meet somebody to hang out. You might not go because you're like uh, the trains. And like Hurricane Sandy, were you there for that? Oh, yeah. Um, what was that experience like for you? Like, was there evacuation? Oh uh, yeah, there was evacuation. I evacuated. I left with my family. I went up to to Yonkers, um, and I mean, my area of Far Rockaway was completely underwater. Like from the beach to the bay, it was like because Far Rockaway is like you know a peninsula, so mm-hmm. it kind of shoots out. It's like like a pencil almost. So the whole thing was underwater, and my my house, just the first and the first floor in the basement got destroyed. Okay. So it wasn't that bad. Um, I know people that, you know, experienced a lot worse. Plus, I was up in, in Yonkers with my cousin for like a month until they put the, <clears throat> the you know, the heat and the water back on and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah. Even now, like, traveling, because I, I remember, like, maybe a year later, um, at the time I was living in L.A., a year later, I came to visit my family in Far Rockaway, and it was a hassle just to get over there. Like, all the trains you have to take, right? Yeah. And then there was a bus. Mm-hmm. And then even from the bus, I had to call my brother, like, can you come get me? <laughs> because things are messed up. And, yeah. and Sandy really, really rocked Far Rockaway. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't mess up Red Hook? Or? Yeah, Red Hook was affected, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure about anything being underwater, mm-hmm. um, but definitely uh, heat resources like resources just to live everyday life were affected oh okay yeah mm-hmm. the, i mean red hook definitely made the news um and also you know red hook is all that waterfront yeah exactly. same thing like far rockaway mm-hmm. it, it's just it's, gonna come it's like goanas exactly know, i think i think the flooding war got up to maybe two stories for level mm-hmm. for some places Damn. um the projects i know were flooded but not That's you know bad. Yeah, yeah because it's all that brick and concrete and mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, let's see. So, what are your top five Black history moments that everyone should absolutely know about? That that's hard. Know I know. That's say very, top five. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know. But um, what? What? Okay. What stories stick out to you that you feel many people don't know about? Um. Hmm. And they should know about. Yeah, that they should. Yeah, uh, I do think that a lot of people don't know. One thing that people don't know is how. I guess you can say how like enterprising black people were back in the days um, during the Great Migration. I think a lot of black people did want to make a place for themselves in the north um there was like people who were into real estate um harlem became black because of a a guy who was black he was a real estate guy his name is philip a payton there was another guy his name was john nail um from like maybe the 1890s and the early 1900s they would buy up um apartment buildings and rent them to black tenants um sometimes he would displace the white tenants that were living in the building because before harlem was very like it was pretty italian Mm. so they um they ended up there was like a huge thing about it 
it was a I, I read this New York Times article about it. And I do think that a lot of people don't really understand how certain neighborhoods came about. I think people think that we were just subject to substandard housing in, in all of our cases, but it was, that wasn't necessarily the case in a lot of places. Because we ended, there was a lot of places, even in Brooklyn, there was places that we ended up that were actually really nice places. Like Harlem was designed to be a really nice place. Like places like Flatbush, Flatbush was actually considered to be a really nice place. Like the the apartments were big. If you see the standalone houses, they're very spacious. So like, yeah, it's, I, I do think that's one thing. Um that's a very. I know. It's, yeah. it's, I, I had to, to hit you with that question. I know. It's, <laughs> I know it's hard. Uh, give us one more hmm. that people don't know because I, I didn't. I didn't realize that. You know. I mean. I. I know that. You know. Black people have definitely, definitely had places to live that were built well built and well maintained and you know of an a different class level. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the way things are in New York City you don't really see that. You know, there's a mix, but there's more so more people on the poverty poverty side. Oh yeah, especially now. I yeah. I, I think that that was even the case back in the day. But um I I was just saying that to say like we have found ways to like move as a unit. Like if we really wanted to, we can find ways to basically create our own communities if we want to if we want to sit like if we want to look at a place and if people who have money and people who don't have money can team up and say hey let's do something for sure Um, for sure i always found it weird that in different cities like even living in los angeles right Mm -hmm. um they have a korea town there's a chinatown um there's even a japan town right Mm -hmm. and i always said why isn't there like a little africa in like these different cities Mm -hmm. um you don't see that you'll see like an area like in harlem like 125th street is known to have the the african merchants selling their things Mm -hmm. um but you don't have like a little area or a little neighborhood named after africa yeah that is true i don't know isn't that interesting that's interesting i do think that's i don't know uh do you think we can make that happen I, I, in this I, lifetime? I think so, but I don't know if we would call it that. Like what would what would we call our neighborhood? I don't know. You don't I mean, know. It's just I do think that because little Africa I, that's if, just the name I came up with. No, I but, know. Yeah, I know, yeah. but I'm just like I don't know. What else would we call it? Something else cuz I think in America we ended up like being kind of detached from Africa. For sure. Yeah. For sure. We kind of created our own identity. I mean, sure. I'm not American. I'm Nigerian, mm-hmm. but I'm saying like Black Americans yeah. basically did that. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's see. What are your thoughts on housing projects? I think they're great, actually. I think public housing is the only way to stop displacement and gentrification. If you look at the Low East Side, if you look at um, Chelsea. Anywhere downtown, in downtown Manhattan, Chinatown, mm-hmm. low, yeah. The only reason why poor people live there is because of public housing. Um, Farragut and Dumbo, no poor people would be living in Dumbo if it wasn't for house, public housing. That's true. I think there should be more public housing. That's true. Um, Do you feel like um, 
do you feel like the government are they're trying to move like, because basically all right new york city is we all know it's overcrowded we're mm-hmm. all living on top of each other right um do you feel that eventually they're going to try and take the housing and make it maybe condominiums or something different and displace people who do live in the projects um i think nitra is doing a lot to try not to do that I you think so? they're trying to figure out ways to not do that, to not do that. Mm. Like they're trying to sell the green space mm-hmm. in the projects, you know, where the green space is to to have, you know, people um, build housing there. Um, they have programs for like private developers. If they want to, they can rehab the buildings. Mm-hmm. If you go to Far Rockway, this uh Edgemere Projects in Far Rockaway, they ha- they renovated them. I, it looks very new. They did the windows, they did the grass and everything, but that was because a private developer came in and basically rehabbed the whole thing and they take a percentage of the rent. So it's like they're okay. kind of trying to figure out ways to make money because they're, they have no money. Like, they're in a huge deficit and... Basically, yeah, like I said, they're trying to give people air rights, like developers. They, they, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with air rights. Um, if a building is very short compared to the buildings around the um, that building, basically, the that smaller building has air rights, so they have the right to build on top of gotcha. their their build their existing building to the buildings that are. You know, at the higher at, level. Yeah, at the higher okay. level. But they don't have to do that. They can give the developer the air rights. They can sell their air rights. Like, hey, if you want to build even higher than those people, you can do that. And I can, you can just buy the air rights from me. So they do that. Yeah, there's many different things. But I, I'm really sure that they're trying their best not to take people out. Okay, so Nitra yeah. might be the good guys. I mean, you yeah, believe they are. They're, they're trying. Okay. They're trying. Okay. They're trying. No, that's good to know. Because mm-hmm. um, just when I seen like the development plans for Red Hook, I was mm-hmm. just like, you know, solar panels and yeah. like the 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 layout and the blueprint mm-hmm. is just so beautiful. And yeah. I was just like, who is it for? You mm-hmm. know, I want it to be for everyone who lives in the community, whether yeah. they have a loft or a home or they live in the projects. Mm-hmm. But it's just like when I grew up in Red Hook projects, oh, okay. it was a different story. You know, it it is like some winters you didn't have heat, Mm -hmm. you know, some winters the hot waters turned off. So now seeing all of this, I'm like, I hope it's for the greater good. Yeah. So, I mean, only time will tell. Yeah, hopefully. I I really hope that people in NYCHA don't get displaced because. For sure. Yeah. That's one of the few places that like poor people are able to still, you know, have a place to live in New York City. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's. You're into photography. Yeah, I right. Like photography. Um, who do you have any favorite black photographers? Yeah, like um, I mean, like Jamel Shabazz is like the biggest. He's my favorite too. Yeah. I I was wondering if you were gonna mention him. He's yeah. also from Red Hook. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know he was from Red he, Hook. He's from Red Hook, and he has stories of when Red Hook was amazing. He said growing up, the time he grew up mm. was amazing. He said like. You know, it was more community based. People looked after each other, and he he loved it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
No, that's crazy. I actually thought he was from Flatbush. Really? Yeah. Okay. He maybe he moved. He could have moved. No, because I seen I I seen that he took a lot of pictures in Flatbush. In Flatbush, he probably yeah. spent a lot of time Sounds there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Jamel Shabazz. Um, who else? I like Gordon Parks. Mm-hmm. He's like classic. He's done, yeah, he's you know. Um, hmm. Who else do I like? I'm trying to think. I do like Chimodu. You know who Chimodu is? Of yeah, course. that's a hip hop photographer. Um Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh you know who Dawood Bay is? No. Oh, he's a Actually, no, I do. I didn't pronounce his name, his first name right, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name okay. either. But I, I said Daiwu, I think. Oh, I th- I think it's Dawood. I'm not sure, but yeah, he makes he's taking great photos. Um yeah, I'm trying to think of other people, but yeah, there's those are a few that I really like. Okay, um, we were we're we're one in the same with that. Um, <laughs> but who are your favorites? Because I always like seeing people's work. J- Jamel Shabazz is definitely one of my favorites, um, and Gordon Parks. Mm. Everyone else that I come along come across their their work, like uh, oh, what's his name, Joshua. I don't want to butcher his last name. You might know who I'm talking about. Um, is his last name Woods? I'm not sure. There's a lot of younger uh, photographers that I'm interested in. Mm, yeah, I yeah. There's a few younger photographers that I like, um, but I can't think of their names. You know how everyone goes by like their their at name. Oh yeah, their their handles. So it's like, what what is your name? Though? We need to know your name. I mean, I know a Joshua that's a photographer, Joshua Renfo. Okay. I know but, that name, but I can't picture the work right now. Yeah, he makes great work. He makes he takes photos mostly of like black men, mostly portraits. Um my friend Andre, Andre Gray, he takes really great photos. Mm-hmm. Um there's a few people. Uh, another favorite of mine, um Raven Verona, Ravy B. Oh yeah. She's one of my my favorite photographers mm-hmm. as well. Um, what does, I saw you tweet it, uh, the other day or yesterday or today, <laughs> these days blend together. So yeah. I don't know. Um, black liberation over black lives matter. And mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree with that. What does black liberation look like for you? Um, I think <clears throat> black liberation is just. Just black people, you know, respecting each other, respecting each other's identity, you know, um, and just finding ways to, to help each other out. You're not trying to, you know, get the one up on each other, you know, stop, just try to listen and understand each other, you know. Um, yeah, especially, yeah, just te- helping each other in all types of ways, emotionally, financially, you know, academically, you know, education, teaching each other. Yeah, that's really what it looks like. And respect for all black people, no matter what you look like, whatever you do. Yeah. I like that. Group <laughs> economics, all of that in the mm-hmm. mix. Um, back to gentrification quickly. Um, Jay-Z's performance at the we- uh, Webster Hall for the reopening. Um, he did a freestyle um, for Nipsey Hussle, and he also mentioned gentrifying your old your own neighborhood do you feel 
that is possible? How, uh, how, how would we go about gentrifying our own neighborhood? I wouldn't even want that to happen. Because, I mean, that's, that's what black middle class and rich people coming in and buying up everything. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I, I doubt uh, wealthy black people care that much about poor black people. So they're just going to treat them the same, most likely. Um, I think what really, like, it, what really matters is mainly helping the poor um, and trying to find ways to make sure things aren't so speculative. Like, you can't really make money off of certain things like housing for sure you know um trying to find ways to make food accessible for everyone if you want to redevelop your neighborhood you know like make it in a way that everyone is included and everyone can benefit from this neighborhood no matter if you're rich poor you know whatever for sure um homelessness is a huge problem um it's a big problem here in new york city um it when I lived in L.A. and I lived in Oakland, San Francisco is a major problem. Yeah, um, you know, California in general. <laughs> California yeah. in general is <laughs> it's, you know, I thought it was bad here uh, growing up in New York City and seeing it myself, like people on the train station, you yeah. know, in the winter. But I think the biggest problem is probably California. Yeah. Um, you know, housing should just be that should just be a natural right. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't understand why we have people living on the streets, what what do you think we can all collectively do to try and solve this problem? Like, of course, there's a financial issue, but what more can we all do? Um, just, I guess, people should look into ways. There's more ways to uh, build housing that just isn't speculative. You can't make a profit on it. Um, there's housing... Like in New York, there's housing. If you look up the Cooper Square MHA, it's a mutual housing association. If a nonprofit goes to the government and takes money from the government to purchase up a house, say it's abandoned, and they get they try to you know fund the rehab for it and everything, and they can create an association where like the tenants literally pay next next to nothing. There's people in Manhattan right now paying $250 a month because they're in this MHA and the mm. basically the nonprofit just takes care take takes care of the maintenance of the building they don't even try to turn a profit and they make sure that you don't try to turn a profit so if you try to transfer the the unit if you want to sell the unit they buy it they buy it out basically like they they put in $250 a month for like a bunch of years and they just end up owning it. But if they try to sell it to somebody outside of the, the uh, MHA, they only it, it, the, it's capped at $1,600. So mm. you cannot make money off of it. So you might as well keep it in your family until yeah. you die. Yeah, for sure. Just <laughs> so, keep passing that on, yeah, right? That's one way. And then there's like community land trusts where like the government, um, it doesn't even have to be through the government. Also like a, a nonprofit can decide like can tell the government to give them land if it's city-owned land they can give them land and say like whatever is on this land like we have the right to decide what is going to be on this land so if a developer wants to come and build on this land they, they have to go to the community land trust whoever own like the nonprofit that owns this 
this piece of land and say, like, we want to do this, but it is going to be on the, the community land trust's terms. Mm-hmm. So if you want to say, I, I want to build, I don't know, housing for domestic violence victims, like, and this is what's going to be on this land, like, the v- developer better come and say, I want to build domestic violence housing. For so, sure. yeah, that's another way, community land trusts. Um, I'm trying to think of other ways. But yeah, I, I like those ideas. I feel I feel people are just so greedy. Yeah, I think even individuals are greedy when it comes to like housing. People, see, yeah, people see housing as an opportunity to make money when it shouldn't really be like that. Um, it's housing, yeah. like you need food, clothing, and shelter to survive. So I don't think people really should make money off of it like that. For sure. Um, you know, here in New York City, uh, we have the lottery apartments, as we call them. Yeah. Um, and like I, I apply for those, and it's it's just insane that, like, when have you ever been on that website before? I've yeah, I've seen yeah. And you'll apply, and they'll say maybe thirty two apartments are available, and it'll be like twenty thousand people applied. Applied, yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if that's helping or. Hurting? I don't know. I mean, New York City has millions of people, right? Mm. And maybe every year, only maybe what? I'm just gonna throw out a number. Let's just say fifteen thousand apartments are available. Is 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 it worth them creating these apartments and just designating that small percentage to low income? No, it doesn't help at all. Really, it doesn't yeah. help that much. Um. I just think de Blasio is just scared of real estate developers because, honestly, you know this isn't helping. Like, everyone knows this isn't helping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, you have to be blind or you just are scared to stand up to them because I think the people will stand by you if you stand up to real estate developers. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. We live in New York City. Developers are going to come and build regardless. Like, we have the most people in any city in the u.s absolutely and we live in new york like there's a name attached to that this isn't missouri yeah you know so yeah i just think the mayor has to step up to stand up to real estate developers and kind of not you know give them tax incentives to build here they're going to come and build here anyway Mm -hmm. you're like begging them to like you're like oh you know what we're going to give you tax incentives to build here and And if you accept these tax incentives, you have to give 20%. But I'm pretty sure they were looking at New York. Regardless. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just think it's just a way to appease the people. Like, people are, uh, you know, people are mad. People want to find a, they they need a solution. And this is like the the quote-unquote best solution that they can come up with, which is not true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I won't even, I won't even... Speak my opinions on De Blasio, <laughs> uh, or or Cuomo, which he's he's been doing more good lately, um, but yeah, I'm uh, not a fan of either. Yeah, it's, it's it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, let's see. What are your thoughts on us helping people who oppress us? Because so I've seen a lot on social media where you know, of course, we definitely want to change the narrative and. Because the media has their narrative, right? How they portray us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen a lot of 
people posting, you know, the good that we do for those even after being, quote unquote, smacked in the face. Right. Mm -hmm. Does that help us or does that hurt us? Um, Should we be helping those who oppress us or should we be helping ourselves? Define help. Divine help. Um, okay, so I've seen, I've seen there, there's, you know, the protests are going on. Mm -hmm. um, there was um, someone who's a Trump supporter who came in and he, I believe he smacked someone mm -hmm. who, who was, you know, protesting. And then they beat him up. Um, they picked him up and carried him to safety. Oh, you mean stuff like that? Things like oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Why would like why would you do that? Yeah. That's like because I'm I'm know. not I I don't like violence, but I feel like sometimes it's needed. Yeah, I mean to me, like violence if someone smacks you, you should defend yourself. Yeah, I, I think violence is necessary, especially in America. I think that's the only way people get things. Thank you. That's how you see the results. Yeah, that's all through American history. Violence was the only way to solve things. So, I mean, what's different from today? I doubt people are going to listen to people just marching. We've been marching for God knows how long. Now we finally are destroying shit and they're listening. Not even, they're barely listening. Yeah. Just trying to pander. Yeah. And for we're pro sure. probably going to keep destroying things until they actually listen. Yeah. So, okay, the, the riot that happened in uh, 91 in Crown Heights, right? That mm -hmm. only lasted three days. Yeah. Um, we're doing an uprising right now, and we're, we're revolting. How long do you think this is going to last? I mean, this is, uh, to me, this is like the dawn of a new era. I, I, I agree. I don't know when it's going to end. Yeah. Uh, you know, that what happened in the beginning of the month was just, you know... I guess a burst of energy and I think the energy is still going. Absolutely. But, you and know. it's growing. Yeah, exactly. The movement is growing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was out there um, at Grand Army Plaza and, you know, collectively, you know, I was happy to see allies and I was happy to see that, you know, people really mean it. Yeah. Um, you know, also, of course, you know, Twitter dragging people. Oh, it's performative. Mm -hmm. And honestly, we all wear masks, right? When you go to work, you might wear a mask. Um, when you go to church, you might wear a mask. I don't see the issue with someone performative, being performative when it comes to, um, you know, looking for justice. Yeah. I feel like even if it's just a show or it's just for clout, I'm hoping that it will really change them while doing the work. Mm -hmm. And now this is not just something they're doing to perform. Yeah. I, I feel what you mean. Like, I was thinking about that the other day, too, like... You know, if it's performative, you know, it's for a good cause. But at the same time, like, sometimes it's like people just pay lip service to the problem. Like, you just talk about the problem. We've been talking about the problem for God knows how long. You got to do something about it. For you sure. Know? Once, you're, once you do something about it, then it's like, okay, this, and you see, you know, someone who may be benefiting from this problem. They go out and, you know, just do something about it. <laughs> yeah even donating is just that's a something they're doing something. something absolutely you know you may not be able to do a lot but that's something that's something you know? yeah yeah for sure mm -hmm. um i also seen you tweeted about uh celebrity culture and the death of the celebrity mm -hmm. and i love that because <laughs> a few episodes ago um on my show me and my family were, were having a discussion and mm -hmm. we were just talking about i was telling them 
because um, people were like, oh, you know, we're going to we're going to protest. I forgot what, what the date was sometime in July where, mm-hmm. you know, because black people have spending power not to spend your money. Right. Um, and it was something that Diddy had came up with. And I'm like, why are we worrying about what the celebrities are doing and the, the things they do once in a blue? Like, be your own celebrity. Celebrate yourself. Uplift mm-hmm. yourself. You know, come up with solutions. We all complain about things. Come up with your own solution and collectively get it going. Um, so, yeah, so much has been going on with the Twitter drags and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think with the, the death of the celebrity? You feel like with everything going on in this climate... You know, five years from now, we'll still be people will still be looking at celebrities and holding them to this high standard on on a pedestal. I I see. I'm not. I wouldn't say, yeah, like, oh, we're we're, this is going to change forever, because five years from now, who knows? We might end up going. But I doubt we're going to go back to normal, though. I hope we don't. Yeah, I I I really hope we don't. Um. But I do think a lot of people are starting to see, like, a lot of people are becoming more politically conscious. And sure. when you start seeing that, you start seeing the class differences in celebrities. At the end of the day, they're rich people. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck about you. For sure. Like, even if they're the same color as you. Yeah, for so. sure. Like, when, when uh, T.I. got on the news and this is Wakanda and all that this crap, but yeah. it's like, you know put your money where your mouth is or just shut up and 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 get in them streets and yeah. protest mm-hmm. you know um so yeah you're right uh what's the saying all all skin folk are not kin, kin folk. folk yeah yeah and i'm gonna keep it you know i'm gonna keep it two virgils <laughs> <laughs> See? What, yeah. what, what do you think uh what are your thoughts on virgil <sighs> i mean like I'm not surprised. Like people are kind of just he's just showing his hand. All these people are showing their hands. Like For I don't sure. really like I really don't follow like celebrities like that. I know so, you don't. That's yeah. why I was just asking anyway, just to see because I know of course we're mm-hmm. all on Twitter. We we see the tweets. Yeah. You know we laugh and mm-hmm. and we might just scroll by whatever. But so that's why I was just asking you. Yeah, that's yeah. That's like uh, that was horrible. Yeah. I mean, I just hope people stop buying this stuff. Yeah. Um, because be it's overpriced. Yeah, it's overpriced. I mean, it's, it's overpriced, and and I mean, I could see if it's you're paying for quality or you're paying for, you know, someone who's also like giving back and doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's that's that makes a difference because then you feel better supporting that person. Yeah, you know, we build so many people up, and you know, behind closed doors, they're tearing us down or mm-hmm. they're not for you. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, I'm happy to see that people are starting to wake up. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how I feel about like just black businesses. Like people be like, you know, support black businesses, and I don't know because like some people just aren't for us, mm-hmm. and also like supporting black businesses, it will help. But like at the end of the day. There's like so many other problems like that. If you just only patronize black businesses, it won't solve. Like people are going to still be rich and they're still going to be poor people. Like if you get someone rich enough, they're going to have to exploit other people. For sure. Like regardless. What do you, what do you so what do you think about billionaires? They're all exploiters. Like if you have to be like you have to exploit people to be in a order, billionaire. In order to become a Maybe billionaire. Maybe not a millionaire, but a billionaire, you have mm-hmm. a thousand million dollars mm-hmm. a million dollars times a thousand that's a lot of money yeah okay so so jay-z and other 
black people who have become billionaires. Do you feel they've earned it or you also feel they're part of that whole exploitation to I mean, get that money? Because some people are like, you know, well, they earned it. You see all the hard work they did. But then they have stories of them exploiting people. Very true. And they're very successful. Very true. So who knows? Okay. I'm not, I don't really know what goes on behind closed doors, but you know what I mean? Like, I do think that it's safe to say that you have. You had to do some, yeah, something. Something. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay. So what about trillionaires? trillionaires. We, we have the first trillionaire about to, about to happen. See that? Jeff Bezos. I mean, we've heard the stories about Jeff Bezos and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Amazon. Yeah. They're, they like, what do they, don't they like piss in buckets in, as warehouses and stuff? Listen, those warehouses, I mean, they've, they've, been, they've been going on their own personal protests oh, before for, all the protests. Yeah, before all this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's just, it's, you know, I see people want to dismantle all of his corporations, right? And mm-hmm. it's hard to do something like that when you say you need something in the store and you can't get it. Exactly. Oh, let me go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So it's. It's so hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's how, like, how do hard. we how do we go about that? Yeah. How do we how do we stop you know utilizing any of his businesses? How do you do that? Yeah. And then how do you know what all of this person owns? Mm-hmm. Because there's more that they own. We just don't know, we about, know about it. it. Facts. So it's 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 crazy. Yeah. Life is crazy right now. Yeah. We're we're living in crazy times. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. Like, and then people like, because these people are very powerful. And we can be powerful, like, you know, if we just stick together. But I don't know, like. We have to stick together in more ways than just supporting black businesses. We need to, um, you know, we need people in the courtrooms. We need more of us to become cops. You know, I know we definitely want to defund the police and allocate those funds properly back into, you know, schools and, and resources that we need in our communities um, which, you know, we'll see how that goes about. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on defunding the police? I think it's great. I mean, I have, like, very wild views about the police. I think the police shouldn't be, like, a really a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be more like a community patrol kind of thing. For sure. Um, yeah, the NYPD is just too big. They They need to decentralize everything. And, I mean, defunding is a step. So I'm For glad sure. about that. They, yeah, they, uh, the, there won't be any more plain clothes cops. Yeah, I saw. That. Or what they're telling us. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I'll believe that. <laughs> they're yeah. just gonna change up the the way they do things, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I felt so. So I, I agree with everything with decentralizing the police and, you know, really just for me, I would just say fresh start. Just start over. That's what I'm saying. Just like, start over. That's why when people um, say abolish the police, it's like, yeah, you might as well just just start over the whole thing. Just yeah. start over. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like there should be a lot more training that goes into mm-hmm. someone before they become a police officer. There should be uh, monthly mental evaluations. Yeah. Um, that are taking place. Um, any any time that there's a um, a case or a complaint, it should mm-hmm. be taken serious and investigated, yeah. not swept under the rug. There's so much that goes into what should be happening that's not happening. Yeah, um, I mean it's just not happening because the people weren't mad enough. 
Yeah. I mean, we're we're all pretty mad right now. now. Yeah, but I'm saying now it's happening. Yeah, for sure. There's there's steps being taken, which I'm glad about. Yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And I I really, really hope, you know, at the end of this, um, we see the change that we all want. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. It's just hard to see past... Like right now with with the situation with COVID, with yeah. all the different elements, you know, the unemployment rates just mm-hmm. skyrocketing. It's it's hard for me to see what's gonna happen at the end of this. Yeah. It's like where where do we go from here? For real though. Like it's crazy. Like we all want that. like I feel like we're in a television show and and everyone's just watching. We're on like season yeah. three or something and people are just like it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. Just yeah. the unemployment and the COVID. You got the police. They're mm-hmm. wailing. Like, yeah. The rubber bullets. I yeah. mean, those videos and, and yeah, those, was, photos yeah, those photos are, photos are crazy. I'm horrific. Like, nah. Yeah, I was scared. I was I was protesting and I was like, nah, if the National Guard comes in, yeah. I'm not outside. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. I, and that's the thing, too. Like, when I talk to people, like, oh, you want to go to this one? And I'm like... Hold on, because you you really have it's it's messed up because not only are you worrying about getting sick, right? You're worrying mm-hmm. about getting COVID. You're also worrying about now getting shot. You're worrying about being shot with rubber bullets. Mm-hmm. There's so many elements that come into play, you know. But you're mad enough that you still want to go out there. You still want to do something. You still want to use your voice mm-hmm. and you know help just dismantle and reboot. So it's I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens, I guess, on, yeah. on the next season. Yeah, um do you watch television? Oh yeah. You I do? like television. You do I watch Escapism. Yeah, I watch television more than movies. Okay. Yeah. So what are you watching right now? What 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 do you watch to escape the reality we're living in? <laughs> it's so funny because right well, right now I'm finishing up. I'm watching Desperate Housewives right now. I love that show. Yeah, it's a very good show. Mm-hmm. Um and I was watching it, and it was interesting just to see all those people just together talking without a mask on. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. a- anyway, like, I love that show. It, yeah. It's a very good show. I like how the characters kind of develop. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the colors in the show. Like, it's really, like, everything pops at you. I just like the storyline. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, I love That was one of my favorite shows. What season are you on? I'm on season eight. I'm on okay. the last season. Oh, how many seasons? Oh, it was the final season. Okay. Yeah. I, I forgot because I watched it when it was actually on TV. Oh, really? Um, yeah. What what other shows are you watching? Um, shows that I've watched. I could tell you shows that I really like. Because I okay. usually like take my time with shows. For sure. So I like The Sopranos. I like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay, I, I gotta watch like those too. Um I I was telling uh I was telling my girlfriend we we have to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, and then I don't know if I'm going to watch The Sopranos. How many seasons was that? It was a lot Maybe of seasons, like right? Six, seven. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not right bad. now we're on the binge. We we love to watch shows we never seen. So we watched Money Heist. Oh, yeah. Money Heist was good. So yeah. good. Really good. Really good. So good. I liked Money Heist. Um, handma- uh, Hands May Tell. I never watched that. Oh, my. Please watch it. I, I really want to see your I thoughts know. on it. It's, um, what is it on? Netflix? Uh, Hulu. Oh, Hulu? Okay. Bet. Um. What else? Billions? Billions? I never watched Billions. What? Okay, yeah. you have to watch Billions. That's Billions. about like a football player, right? Uh, no. No, Billions is about, um, let's see, like the, the main character is a, um, he's a part of the, he's trying to, he's attorney general. 
mm-hmm. um, or something of the sort. And basically, he's going after um, someone his wife works with. I'm trying not to spill the beans. Mm-hmm. Um, who basically in the fi- financial world, yeah, I can't explain it mm-hmm. without giving it away. Yeah. Just watch it. It's I good. Bet. It's good. Um, and that's on what? HBO? Uh, that's on Show uh, Showtime. Showtime. There's okay. too many. Okay, there's too there's many. Not, yeah, there's a lot of streaming services. Too many streaming services. Can we decentralize that? I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, you pay more than cable with all the different streaming, streaming apps. Services, right. Um, let's see what other shows. What other shows? Of course, The Wire was a classic. Yeah. Do you watch The Shy? The Shy, no. Really? Yeah. Why not? I don't just know. haven't, or just you heard haven't. you heard about it and you're like, no. I mean, I've heard mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I know people that still watch it. Okay, you know, it's but... it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's gonna be mixed reviews because people want to compare it to The Wire, and mm-hmm. then also a lot of people don't like Lena Waithe, and I don't know why. Oh, okay. I think she's brilliant. Um, I think she's one of the first of our kind who, you know, is doing what she does. Mm-hmm. But that show is really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. Um, what kind of music do you listen to? I listen to a lot of rap, a lot of jazz. Um, I like R&B sometimes. Got to yeah. get in the mood. Yeah, I got to be in the mood <laughs> for, like, for R&B. And I don't, I, yeah, most of the stuff I listen to is pretty old. So, um, yeah, stuff from like from the 60s to like the 2000s, late 2000s really. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say with your aesthetic, which I love. Thank you. Uh, what's your favorite era? What was in, your f- in general? Mm-hmm. In general. Um, I mean, I do like the 70s, but I do like the 80s too, kind of. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 80s was crazy. I like the 70s because of how everything was. Like, everything looked cool. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the 80s was like, I would, it was crazy. Like, the stuff that happened in the 80s was crazy, which was why I like the 80s, because it was just so wild. Well, what, what was the wildest that you... Well, what do you think was the wildest about the 80s? Was crack. Thing? I mean, yeah. <laughs> crack Absolutely. was huge. Absolutely. Like, He's up there. Cra- yeah. That's crack. number one. Yeah, that's first like... First of all, the whole <laughs> crack, crack yeah. era. Whole um, epidemic. Do you remember um, growing up in... You grew up in Brooklyn or Queens? I grew up in Brooklyn. Okay. So do you remember like seeing all the crack vials everywhere? See, I was born in 96. Oh, okay. See, okay, yeah. so you didn't see... Okay. I didn't see that. Okay, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm older. I'm 33. Oh, so okay, yeah. I remember, like, seeing all the vials and, like, the colorful tops, and I think that was just nuts. Yeah. That was I, nuts. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories of, like, yeah. from older people mm-hmm. about that era. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I seen your thread on it. Mm. Um, That video of people dealing crack in front of the police, like they didn't even they care. Didn't care, yeah. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. That I never knew, so I was yeah. like, "Whoa!" When I mm-hmm. seen that, yeah, it was. A, there was a lot of things that happened. People used to run police off. Like, police were honestly scared at some at really like a, at a certain point. And on mm-hmm. top of that, it was like there was a certain point when where crack wasn't even like illegal. It was. They didn't know what it was. Mm. They didn't know what people were selling. Got and you. people were just doing, like, people were just dealing They knew it, it was a drug. They didn't know what it was. Yeah, they didn't know what it was. Allegedly. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Because it didn't just show up in show these up. neighborhoods, it's, you know. It didn't just, it didn't just show up. That's and, the only, like, 
conspiracy theory, I believe. I think. Okay. Like the government put crack in our neighborhoods. Yeah. Because yeah. where did it come from? Yeah, that's that doesn't make sense to yeah. me. You think? Wait, do you watch Snowfall? Oh hell yeah! That, okay. That's yeah. Okay. That's like the best show on okay. TV. Okay. Yeah, Snowfall is amazing. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot. Yeah, to like, name Snowfall. Come on. Yeah. yeah no, it, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Snowfall is is top yeah, notch. That's a great show. Yeah, I love that show. I was trying to think. We started talking about crack, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah Snowfall. Snowfall. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else? What else? Okay. And who's your favorite rappers? My favorite rappers, ironically, Jay Z. He's one. He's my favorite too. Yeah. And and honestly, when when I first heard he was a billionaire, I I celebrated it. Mm. Um. Only because he has kind of an upbringing that I did. Yeah. You know, growing up in the projects and yeah. coming from like nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, to me that's a big feat. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, you know, wow. Yeah. But I really, you know, I know I hear all the stories of the things he does all the philanthropy mm-hmm. um and you know i hope that continues and even more so than before um that's the only way i could justify someone becoming a billionaire yeah is definitely what do you do with those are you the, hoarding this wealth mm-hmm. or are you redistributing it the proper way yeah yeah that's how yeah exactly uh jay-z he's like a great rapper to me i think mm-hmm. he's like one of the best if not the best that I've listened to. And um I don't know, his his business tactics, that's that's his business tactics, you know. Yeah. I I, I know I <laughs> like that's separate. Yeah, you know, but like yeah. it's cuz music is music. At the end of the day, that's just a whole nother talent. And For sure. you know, he used his business acumen to get him to where he is today as a rapper. He was just really good at both. I yeah. guess. I don't know. I you know I just have real strong feelings about capitalism and you know how business works. Yeah, I mean I have my views on capitalism too, and it just sucks because you just feel like a hypocrite mm. because when it comes to capital, like we need how do we survive without capitalism? I mean I think well it depends on what like type of system you live on. You would probably be depend. You wouldn't be necessarily depending on the government but you'll be depending on the government for a lot of things for sure if if it wasn't if capitalism didn't really exist or you would be dependent on like your fellow man like you'd be dependent on me or Got you. everyone in this room gotcha mm-hmm. i just can't see that i'm like yeah you know because we i haven't seen it in my lifetime so yeah. it's like how do how do we dismantle that but then that's because of capitalism exactly. i think you know you're led not to trust people mm-hmm. you know money Changes a lot of things. And on top of that, if you're poor, like you need money, a lot of people do desperate things to get money. For sure. So, yeah, I think money definitely, yeah, like people say, money is the root of all evil. Yeah, and money, it is. Yeah, money fucks it people up. It really does. Yeah. But we need it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, unless we could. That's the only way to survive in this society. <laughs> okay, you know, yes. if, if the society it's changed, the we wouldn't need it as much. Yeah. 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 Oh. <sighs> Well, we need more people like you doing the work. Well, thank you. Yeah. Shout out your Patreon. I, I just seen that you had a Patreon and I'm like, okay, I gotta I gotta support you on that. Thank you. My Patreon is uh Solar Eclipse. Solo like solar eclipse, but without the R. So Solar Eclipse, yeah. And my Twitter is drink solar pop. Yeah. And you're more active I've seen your your Instagram, you're more active on Twitter? Yeah, I'm more active on Twitter, but my Instagram is also Solar Eclipse. Yeah. Anything else you want to share with the people? Um, 
y'all should learn to read more. Oh, that too. Oh, yeah. let's talk about reading real quick. Okay. Um, what are you reading? Are Are you reading anything at all right now? Um, I'm not reading like a book in particular. I've mm-hmm. been reading like a lot of like newspaper articles from like back in the day. I've been accessing a lot of databases. So like now, as far as like books go, I've been doing a lot of like primary source research. So like looking back to like old pamphlets mm. and old like uh, manuscripts and stuff like that. Yeah, I was just on the train looking at some old stuff from like the AIDS epidemic in New okay. York. So. Yeah. We could talk about that too. Yeah, AIDS. It's another thing in the eighties that was crazy, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel that uh, that was planted? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, especially the gay people. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's what it was called when it was first when it first came out. The gay gay cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was insane. I think. Yeah, the AIDS epidemic. I did a whole like paper on it in school, mm-hmm. and um, I think what the government did during that time was just messed up. That that changed gay culture like mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. People were dying like di- in New York. People were dying like mm-hmm. ex- like by the by the tens, by the t- hundreds. Yeah, like like the gay community. But yeah, it was yeah. Do you watch polls? Yeah, I watch Pose. Okay. I like Pose. I'm like, how did we forget about Pose? Pose is yeah. one. I, I didn't keep up with Pose, though. What? I okay. don't know why. Because it ended up getting on Netflix, right? Yeah, so now yeah. season two is on Netflix. Um. So you, Or season is it still on season one? We're still on season one, I think. I believe so. I think we're on Because I thought, I just now, I, I thought that there was a new season, so I went to Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's the old season. Oh, So okay. you can catch up. Okay. Um. You can catch up. Is mm-hmm. it... Season two? One season two? Season one? Well, it's on Netflix, so everyone can catch oh, up okay. on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're trying to figure that out. Um, okay. But what I like is how it's reflecting that time period. Yeah. Um, definitely talking about what was going on with the whole um, AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. And um, also with, I believe, Potter's Field. Oh, yeah. Where they, Field, they yeah. people were dying so dramatically, they were just... Dump them there. Dump them there. Anonymous, like anonymously. Yeah, I think they did a number system. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, yeah. but you know, as if someone came to get you because they didn't know what the disease was. So they have the hazmat suits and they're burying people, and it's so scary and eerie because it reminds me of what's happening now, now with COVID, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and the fact that they're doing that to people. Um, yeah, man, COVID is is crazy. What are, What are your thoughts right now? Or COVID? Yeah. I mean, the coronavirus, I don't know. It, it sucks. Uh, it's terrible. It's Everything is messed up because of COVID. Like, mm-hmm. even the people's trust in the government. Like, yeah. People, everyone thinks that the government is lying about everything. I know. I mean, honestly, once uh, the coronavirus hit and all these people dying, it just became... Everyone became conspiracy theorists. Yeah. I mean, video after video, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's hard to it, it is hard to trust the government, and yeah. it's sad. No, I get it, but it's just like, damn, like that's gonna mess up. I think that just messes up politics in it for a very long time because you're just not gonna trust any politician that ever comes and says, you know, you're not you're just not gonna trust anybody. That's how you get people like Trump because they're not politicians yeah outsiders yeah 
Yeah. Are you are you voting? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I don't like Biden at all. Same. And I think New York will vote for Biden regardless, even if I cast my vote or not. So, like, it's going to sway blue either way. So so do, so do you think your vote matters or it doesn't matter? It barely matters. Um, this whole two-party system thing, like... And it's yeah. it's two sides of the same corn, coin, coin yeah. um, which I know... Um, but I, I'm, like, so adamant about voting, mm. um, you know, not just for Biden, but also, you know, everyone else on the ticket. I'm going to definitely do my due diligence and see who we should be voting for. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Yeah. Because that's because more important other people. than the pre- Yeah, there's other people yes. on the ballot. Yeah. I'm not discouraging people, like, to not vote. Yeah, I'll yeah. always say, like, if I feel like I don't want to vote, I'm going to say I don't want to vote. But yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be like, yo, don't you vote. You need to vote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. That's it's everyone's decision, but um, it's just sometimes I just don't feel right casting my vote like for somebody that I really just don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. that that ninety four crown bill um really messed me up, and you know I can't get past that when it comes to Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also when you look at um this tyrant and narcissist we have, it's like okay, yeah, it it's. It's like, yeah. It's like, okay. Anything is better. And it's sad. Yeah. It's sad um, that we don't have more options. I really, really wanted to see Andrew Yang um, go further Mm -hmm. because I love his ideas and his views on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And he's more futuristic when it comes to his concepts and honestly where America's going. Yeah. Because a lot of the things he talked about um, with automations and tech are now happening. Like, did you hear about Walmart? They're getting rid of all their cashiers. I see. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, that just, wow. that was reported, I think, yesterday. So this is the thing he said. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And be, play, re, be replaced by tech. But the thing is, if you learn how to operate the machines and the, the, all the technology they're bringing, mm-hmm. you'll still have a job. Yeah. But now I'm just thinking Walmart is, is massive, right? And mm-hmm. how many stores do they have? Um, all over the U.S. and all of these people are about to lose their jobs. So we we all should have got on the the Yang gang, but yeah, we didn't. I know, I we get didn't. it. The... We didn't. If you were to vote and and say um, early on, like, was there anyone you had your eye on, or I mean, I really? was like big on Bernie for a very long time. That was me. Um, that was me I was, four years ago. Yeah, I was huge yeah. on Bernie. Yeah, I thought he was. A, I think I still think he's the only person who could have took on Trump because he was so like left field. But he gave and, up. I mean, I'm talking about like 2016. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For like sure. they dropped the ball. Well, the the Democratic Party really dropped the ball. Absolutely. Because they tried the Hillary thing. You know, Democratic Party, I I hate them. Like, they're horrible people. I think they just don't care about anybody except themselves. And upholding this system, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't like them. Yeah. Yeah, we, we failed Bernie. Um, yeah. I went to a rally he did in Santa Monica, California, and i never forget how diverse the crowd was, how, you know, we all were just so happy to see him, mm-hmm. hear him speak. And, like, literally when he spoke, like, I had chills because I believe every word. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, this guy might really be do someone might try who's not bullshitting us mm-hmm. because everyone bullshits us, right? Yeah. Um, they promise all this stuff and, and nothing, everything else happens but the things they promise. And with him, I'm like, no, he's yeah. he's going to make it happen. 
And so after that, and then now I just feel like certain issues Bernie backslides a little bit on. And so yeah. that's why this time I was just like, all right, yeah, I'm off the Bernie wheel and I'm, I am I love Andrew Yang. Um, but I still love Bernie and, and mm-hmm. you know, he's still a, a great guy Yeah, um, with everything that he's doing. Yeah, I think even Andrew Yang, like... I'm. I wasn't too particular on Bernie, but if you're like just left enough, like if you're just a little leftist enough, I'll support you. I'll at least like you. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> if if you end up on the ticket, I'll vote for you. Yeah. Like if Andrew Yang ended up on the ticket, he wasn't like my first first choice. Mm-hmm. But if he did, yeah, I'll definitely vote for Andrew Yang. Yeah. You know? Who do you think Biden's gonna name as VP? VP. I don't know. Probably like Warren or something. I I like her. Warren is cool. I like I like Elizabeth Warren. I feel. She has ideas. They're not super radical, but mm-hmm. I like her. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Sometimes I think she like, she was, she's a bit, not wishy-washy, but she'll co- she'll like. Neutral yeah, in situations. A little more, yeah, a little more neutral. Yeah. But she's, uh, she's all right. If she ended up on the ticket, I yeah. probably would love her. Yeah, some people were saying Stacey Abrams, and I'm like, mm. I would love that, but I don't see that yeah, happening. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and then other people were, were saying Kamala, so we'll see. Mm, maybe. That could happen. That mm-hmm. could happen, actually. And that would be like one of those things. You know how politicians be doing things to, to make it look good? For sure. Yeah. So do you think he has a chance? Or are we going to have four more years of, of this monster? I don't know. I think like people are tired of Trump, but at the same time, Trump has a base. Yes, he does. Like people didn't even like people underestimated Trump. Ba- like I and it used to upset me because people, you know, especially in New York, they're just in their own little bubble. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to think that no one will vote for this guy. Who's this guy? You know, and there's people that yeah. are gung ho about him. I, I seen it happening. I, yeah. I was just like, you know, we we about to be screwed. We're, yeah. we're really about to be screwed, and and it was a joke to everybody. And so mm-hmm. now everyone wants to complain. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, if you didn't vote, shut up. <laughs> like, even though you know, some people might feel like you know their their vote doesn't matter, and it's sad mm-hmm. that we feel that way. Um, but I'm like, don't complain. You don't have the right because now we're stuck with this guy. <laughs> so yeah, another four years. I don't know what we're gonna do. If we, yeah. if we, I'm, I'm hoping we don't, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even me, I, see, I didn't vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, no complaints. No complaints. <laughs> no, but it was like <clears throat> I wanted Bernie to win so bad. No, no. I, I voted for Bernie. Yeah. But then he didn't win, and I'm like, Hillary, that's, really? That's what happened to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I, I was just like, all right, I, I gotta vote for Hillary. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of scams happening with her right yeah, now. Yeah, you know. See, and you're gonna appoint her as our president. I know. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. Um, I don't know how true it is. I didn't really do any digging on it, but mm. they're they're saying she's in court right now. Yeah. For those emails. It's emails, yeah. So we'll see what happens, but a lot of information is probably gonna come forth about that. Yeah, I gotta I gotta look more into that. I didn't yeah. I didn't really I've only I, seen like headlines, but Me too, but I thought maybe there were just like conspiracy theories. Because yeah. everything honestly you know, is a conspiracy theory. You can't believe anything these days. No, you can't, but We'll see what happens if it comes to the light because things get buried too. Oh, yeah. I mean. Definitely. You you see, the people are happy that everyone's protesting. Let's just keep covering that right now <laughs> so people don't find out about everything else. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. I had emailed you and I was just like, I didn't hear it back. Oh, my God, he's, he's not. And then I was like, let me DM him. Maybe, maybe you'll see it. 
Yeah. No, because it's crazy. I, I'm horrible with keeping in contact with people. And I saw your email, but then I was gonna I was gonna reply, but it was like I think two days after and I just kept forgetting. And then you DM'd me, I was like, Oh, okay. Are you an Aquarius? No, I'm a Pisces. Pisces? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're you probably on the cusp. What's your birthday? March first. Okay. You probably don't believe in horoscopes. You're like whatever. I, I, I think people <laughs> have those tendencies. You yeah. Know? Yeah, no, because I'm I'm an Aquarius and I know we procrastinate, mm-hmm. so I'll see something and I'm like, oh, let me do it, but then I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. Week, two weeks later. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I was like, maybe maybe he's like me. We just procrastinate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, but thanks but, though, thanks for reaching out. And, yeah. Yeah, my bad about that. Oh no, it's, it's, you're here, so yeah. that's all that matters, and I'm happy. I'm happy we were able to do this. Yeah, definitely. I had yeah. a good time. Definitely. Yeah. Plug plug all your information again. For oh the yeah. People. Um, One last my time. Twitter is drink solar pop. <clears throat> um, drink S O L A pop. Um, my Instagram is Solar Eclipse, like Solar Eclipse without the R. And um, my Patreon is also Solar Eclipse. That Patreon is important. What 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 are your levels for Patreon? Um, actually, it's funny. You can just donate anything you want. Oh, like I, awesome! Yeah, I try to my my best to do this stuff for the people. I would like compensation, but you know, I I try not to like hurt people like you know beat people in the head for anything for sure yeah okay respect um thank you again and until next time i'm out you hot now back home now from brooklyn what's up now crazy what's up now from brooklyn